Welcome to the throne, ladies and gentlemen. We are here live. Uh, you're not hearing it live, but we're live right now. We're all alive. And it's episode 81. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> I heard that. Oh, man. In the studio with me. It's a great intro. I got Malik Ruiz. Yo, Malik, my sir. boy Malik. Is it Malik, man? Malik, yes, sir. Okay, Malik Ruiz, man. All right, well, look, man. He's my cousin. He's uh, the original producer of the Throne podcast, episodes 1 through 34. The producer credit goes to Malik. And, uh, I mean, he, he, he does the lights for you. know. I mean, you list off everything. I don't know, man. You do everything. Bro. I'm, I I'm like a one-man band, dude. Yeah. I do I do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Like that friend. You can call <laughs> for whatever problem you have, and I'll be like, yeah, dude, I, I dwell in this skill that you need for some reason. Yeah, you were always a go-to guy when I was younger, even with, like, uh, laptops and shit. Like, yo, I need my mm. shit reset, or I got a virus or some shit. It's like, take it to Malik, like, you know? I do right now at, uh, I guess, part-time freelancing. I'm a food photographer. Food photographer. And I'm a children's soccer coach. That's uh, pretty legit. It's so, like, night and day as far as, like, career choices. But also, also you do... You you work lights and multimedia, social media and shit like that yeah. for us for you know yeah for you know yeah you're basically part of the band you're you're in the band I do the lights, edit the videos, film the videos, do the photos. Now, did you ever um? Because I know when you started doing that shit with us, I was like kind of like new territory. Like Alex happened to have a DMX shit and and the setup, and you were just like, let me just dive into it. Like you never had any experience with it before. Not at all. Dude. I never thought. <laughs> Before I've been doing this, that I would be doing this. Yeah, I just go with the flow. I remember he just called me like, "Hey man, uh, I bought I got some stuff, man. When you check it out, you know, what do you think of doing the lights?" I'm like, "Okay, cool." And I went to his house and I saw the DMS controller. I saw the lights. It was so complicated. Where the first view, the first time. Yeah, I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" But I took it home, messed around a little bit. Did a few shows, and you know, now I could close my eyes and, and program the lights. It? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty dope. You know, you've gotten that comfortable with it. Yeah. And <laughs> do you dwell in the, the light universe, I guess? That's light gear. Dwell in the light gear universe. You know, like, is, it, is, there like a, is there like a whole light community? Yeah. In a way? In a like way, you yeah. Guys all talk, have you met other light? Because that's the thing. As a local band... We're like really the only band that I can think of that has this kind of setup where we have a, our own personal light show. Like, the, you know, house guys and, and the sound guys sometimes they'll work a little light thing, kind of, yeah. but they don't know your music, so it's not coordinated at all. It's they whatever very, random colors. Because uh, now I have what I call light vision. I cannot enjoy, light a, live I cannot <laughs> enjoy a live show anymore as much as I can. I want to see the guitar play that killer solo. That drum fill, I cannot, I cannot. What Why I'm not? looking at, up at the lights. Really? Oh, it's blue. Oh, it's red. Huh. Multiple colors. You're trying to see if it's coordinated at all? Yeah. like. But most of the time it's not, though. So how, doesn't that, doesn't that just suck? No, because I judge it. Okay. In my head. Like, Man, <laughs> I want to put red there. You know, the guy is probably just pressing automatic colors. Right. You know, even if I watch a, a famous, like Metallica Live. I'll be looking at the the lights picture. I don't. I'm not looking at the band anymore. I'm looking at the light setup. What colors they use? What did they hear? Oh, the strobes. So it ruined my live experience. Damn, that's in a, in a way. And you know what I mean. 
it's I mean you as a drummer I imagine when you see other drummers live you kind of get that kind of point of view yeah I mean in a way though like I guess uh depends on like where I'm at in the show like where I'm watching from if I'm watching from like side stage or whatever I mean just in general I'm <laughs> I'm usually a judgy person uh but I, I wouldn't say it ruined shows for me I got my pup Luna in the studio for the first time so we got her tail smacking here but uh, no, I don't know. I wouldn't say it ruins shows for me. But like, have you been to a live, like a, a live live show, like a famous band live show since you started doing the lights? No. You got to go to a no, real I concert had a then, chance to. Because watching it on YouTube is is completely different. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, like I said when I watch on YouTube, I see I see the setup. What's the last concert you've been to? The last major concert yeah, I've been like to, a, like a major touring band, like I, you know, I saw Post Malone a couple nights ago. I saw Tyler Creator before that. I saw Metallica, you know. So, like, what's the last big it's one you been went a while. to? Tool, 2012. God damn, really? 2012, yeah. seven years back, dude. Seven you gotta live ago. a little, bro. You've never seen Quaidura or anything since then. Honestly, dude, uh, live shows, live shows don't hype me up, dude. I'll be honest. Maybe because I haven't been to a lot. Why is that, man? Well, you you go to you them know, all the time, but they're local. You weren't hype at the Revolution I, show because I'm there. Yeah, you weren't hype at the Revolution show though. But I was there though, because. What do you mean by that? I though? was there like I was an act. The band was an act. Okay. So I was. Yeah, obviously it's a different you know, experience. It's not like I bought the tickets on my own. Oh, I'm gonna go to this band. Yeah, but it just I don't know, dude. Like, that just, you don't find that fun. You didn't have fun at the tour show. The tour show was great. Yeah, it's a band that is one of my favorite bands. But just attend. I don't know, dude. Just not my thing. You never wanted just to go never to see Lincoln Park live or anything like that. I had a chance once when they came down here, like 2014, 2015. Yeah, but that's after like you stopped liking them, basically, right? Because you didn't like their material at the time. You were kind of you kind of stopped fucking with them after minutes. Yeah, midnight, yeah, basically. but you know, it was there. Like, oh, they're playing over here. It was like West Palm. I don't remember. They always do one of the old hits anyway. You know. Yeah, but again, I guess live show is not my thing, dude. To attend a live show. Never caught my attention that I was like, oh, I want to go there because he's playing there and I want to see him live. I don't know. Maybe I missed out. Nah, I, don't, I, I think you, you, know? you got to, I mean, because you were down to, to, to ride out and see Gojira and Slipknot and shit like that for Notfest. It just, we know, we know you know, How it didn't come to fruition. I didn't go. I didn't exactly. go to that. Yeah, okay, but you've seen all the shows I've been going to recently. No, 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 yeah. But that, you like to do that. Well, you know, I just got into it recently because... You know? um, Cause I have, I'm, you know, I don't gotta bother anybody to buy me the tickets or anything like that, like you know. But even as a kid, like I liked going to Monday Night Raw and like live wrestling events, live events yeah, and shit. Are, I went to a couple of them as a kid, you know. Okay. Even concerts. Um, I saw, um, I saw Aloe Black before he was a thing. Before he had that song with Avicii. Yeah. You know that song? It was in Pez 2015, bro. I think I think I know what you're the talking fucking, about. Um, um, uh, Dude. I, so I, it's, it's in my head It's in my head Yeah It's all over Classic tracks That song Pez right has classic yeah, tracks. yeah 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 That song So, But before he did that shit You know he was like Up and coming and shit And I saw him at this place Called Back Booth in Orlando Me and Lennon went And I was like 14 for that You know Saw Avenged Sevenfold In high school I saw Tyler and Earl Sweatshirt Separate occasions at Revolution yeah. In high school So I, I guess I've always been A concert goer you know Okay I don't know I, I, I really enjoyed it man Both times that I saw Metallica It was sick as fuck but like, Jesus Christ! Well, okay. I All apologize right. for that, yeah, gentlemen. Uh, no, but uh, definitely playing live shows and 
being part of that experience definitely changed like going to concerts and stuff like i won't do like general admission or anything like that anymore because of like pits and shit like that okay. like so that standing for a couple hours and stuff like that like yeah. i don't do that shit anymore because like being backstage and shit is <laughs> so chill dude like i don't want to stand in line and then go and stand in the sun and when you in be in between sets of bands like live bands is a pain in the ass because you know they got to tear down the drum set and all that shit and take it all off stage and then set up the new band shit at least with rap shows in between artists is not that bad because they don't have live instruments most yeah. of the time and shit like that. But yo, like when I went to go see uh, Metallica and Avenged Sevenfold and all that in between Avenged Sevenfold and Metallica was like forty five minutes, bro. Oh, just, for real? You just stand there so waiting they, for them to set up Metallica shit. Yeah, yeah. No, they don't give a shit. Like when we play, it's like you're up. You, you got ten minutes to set up. Yeah, like, like set up as quick as possible. I mean, and I'm sure they do their best. It's a crazy setup, but at the same time, it's like you're standing there. Literally I mean, at this just point, they got like technician, guitar techs, mm -hmm. drum techs. Mm -hmm. They set up the gears for them. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, it's not Metallica out there, fucking <laughs> no. Of course not. <laughs> but even with the those were the days, man. We <laughs> see Lars shooting up his drum kit, man. I remember that. I remember. It. Um, no, but yeah, even with the crew of people, it still takes forever. But it's it. You know what, dude? I've never been to a lot of live shows, but I always work behind the scenes stuff. So maybe that killed the magic for me for live shows. Probably that's why I don't go to them. Well, your mom know worked what a lot in behind like, the scenes and like show production and stuff. Yeah, like that. And I, you were involved in that. Yeah, right? yeah. My mom back in Dominican Republic, uh, she used to be a manager for a couple of merengue. Uh, bands yeah. or groups however you want to call it uh, and yeah they were playing live shows I was uh, lots of those gigs that was the guy that was helping the musicians out uh, El Bomboy they call it <laughs> Bomboy okay I don't know why but that's a, hey llama El Bomboy you know? okay okay very Spanish speakers over there uh, <laughs> that's pretty funny I never heard that the, the helper I've never heard that term the helper maybe that came from like Bat Boy because they play baseball <laughs> that's <laughs> funny <laughs> But yeah, and helping behind the scenes, those drummers and those guys passing the cables. All so, that do stuff. you think that that kind of and, uh, killed the magic? In, uh, like you said, yeah, and also in live TV, right? the bands. You even. did live TV shit. Yeah, yeah, live TV shows in DR. Right? I know what's behind the current, sir. That's pretty cool. I mean, I've never worked in anything close yeah. to like television production or anything like that. So that's pretty dope. So here, here's the live TV secret. I hope they don't FAA the FCC doesn't. They're uh, gonna come down hard on you, man. Come down on you, your show. But check it out. So, uh, not everything is actually live. Some shows actually record Tuesday live, mm -hmm. but that same Tuesday, they just swap clothes and pretend it's Wednesday. Oh, shit. So, when the Wednesday show shows up, it's, it's a, actually it's a Tuesday? It's actually a Tuesday show, yeah. That's fucking weird. That's how shows do that. Like uh, I heard, like, Fallon and some of the late night shows do that. Yeah, in the afternoon. They record in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, and they play uh, it that night. Jeopardy. Jeopardy is like Jeopardy is a live crowd, yeah, live people. But they also record multiple shows during one day with with the same crowd, though. Yeah, yeah, because that, they're kind of crazy. It's tricky. It's tricky. You know, the guy will, um, <laughs> the host probably just changes his tie. You know, enough subtle change that we won't notice. If you win Jeopardy, you stay. You bring the other new contestant. They're probably waiting like an hour and then backstage. Oh, and they say it's another day. And they say it's another day, yeah. That's so funny. And they kick off two or three days in one day. 
<laughs> That's fucking cool, dude. Uh, I've always wanted to go to something like that live, like Saturday Night Live or Jimmy Fallon or some shit like that. Yeah. Just to see. It's interesting. Fucking uh, Lennon, dude. Lennon went to I forgot. I think it was Fallon, and he got to see Metallica. Oh wow! Live on Jimmy Fallon, like, because in New York, they, I think the f- tickets are free. You just got to sign up, and like it's like a raffle type shit, something like that. But you gotta get like early to get in there, because I bet and that thing gets packed shit. quick. Yeah, he but he got there, dude. He was like he knew about it, you know. I think. Uh, He'd heard about it a couple of weeks earlier and shit, so he knew what day and shit. So he was there, dude. He actually got in. The guy, remember in the art? New York is crazy like that. In the art, Dominican Republic, uh, when I went to the TV shows, mm-hmm. you can uh, just walk in backstage. What? Yeah. Like, well, be- because you were with the band, though, right? You can't just be part of the crowd and do that. Yeah, well, yeah, of course, I was with the band. Yeah. But there was moments that I had to announce that I was with the band. Yeah, so it was yeah. just me and my mom. My mom would just walk me in. That's pretty Behind cool. the scenes. While they record, everybody's quiet. You see the guy in the, like, the camera dolly just moving around with a huge camera, TV camera. You see the host. That's it's, fucking It's on cool. act, dude. Yeah. The host is playing a character. Yeah. But he's a different person when the camera goes to commercial. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, yeah that's definitely a thing. The face... The, like the emotions completely changed from the high proposal. <laughs> like, all right, guys, when we come back after commercial break, this band, and then cut, and he goes like, oh, fuck it, give me some water, you know? Like, if he's having a bad day, you'll see he's having a bad day. Yeah, yeah, it's, but it's, you won't see it when the cameras are on. You won't see it when the cameras on. That's pretty interesting. Did you ever? Uh, did that ever make you want to pursue something in television? Like, did you like being part of that world, or were you more into music? Because, you I mean, you played guitar for a while. It's not like you're not a, a musician at all. And you just work the lights and you don't really care about music. Like, at first, it was like you, you, you played guitar. That was, like, the thing I knew you for for a while. Yeah. Uh, you know what, dude? It, it got a little bit. Because once you know the magic behind the curtain and how it works, it's like, huh, you know what? This is interesting. Right. Most of my thing I do is actually. And now you have cameras. You take the pictures. Current. Exactly. You got, you I edit. Videos. I edit videos. Take yeah. pictures. Film. Basically, you're basically a director. Light guy, light guy is behind the scenes. Yeah. Sometimes here on my stage, but if we were like, if we were actually like a professional, we make it big. I'll be in a little, little room, you know, or on the middle of the. Where do they stand? They stand like in the middle oh, of the, the mix crowd. Board. Yeah, 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 but they the next to the board. mix board. Yeah, yeah, they have that board there in the middle of the crowd. Next the to the sound the guy. GA. Yeah, they stand right there, and yeah, that's all behind the scenes. And yeah. shit. Big ass tables. You went to that little booth when we were at Revolution. You went up there and talked to the light guy, man. What was yeah, that like? Yeah, shout out to the light guy for Evolution, man. Why is that? Shout out to him for shout sure. Shout out I mean, to he him, hooked dude. Us up, but from your perspective. That was amazing. That was a professional setup. I'm talking about buttons everywhere. Did he let you, like, hop in there, or you just kind of looked at it from a glance? No, no, it hopped in there. <clears throat> How I, had, I had to explain to him, the we're playing this song, so it's this color. We're playing this song, it's that color. And the guy was, he's a professional, straight up. You can tell he makes it for a living. He was like... I got you, man. You didn't see no more. That's fucking And then, you know, dope. we had a little light guys conversation. It was great because I found there was actually, like, as cliche as it sound, someone finally understood me. Right. Right, right, right. You finally found one of your own. Yeah. And that was, a, like, it was, like, a great at one point. But it was, a like, like a 24-inch touchscreen what the fuck display like you touch you just touch the colors and the light would change did he like did he change any of them right there or you know no no i didn't see that 
That would have been such a cool thing to win. I don't but know. I, I, like, I was lost. I mean, I saw that gear. Definitely. And I'm like, I have no idea. It's like a bunch of buttons, dude. <laughs> but is it uh, all touchscreen or he had like manual, like actual physical buttons on there too? Probably the main board was just touchscreen, but he also had, you know, knobs and a bunch of stuff. That's fucking, that's fucking crazy, man. The fact that you picked it up so quickly too. Is it, I mean, uh, do you still have to like YouTube certain things, how to do stuff or like, Not did anymore. you ever do that? I did that at first. I watched your YouTube videos. Unfortunately, the, uh, I guess, show lights community. Show obs- lights community. I guess. How do you want to call I it? I guess that's what we call it. Sure. Uh, it's very obscure. So there's not a lot of YouTube channels. Oh, that are dedicated, that are dedicated to, that? to that. It's yeah. sometimes just some old man is like light store. <laughs> you know? Hey, welcome to Mike Lights. Uh, today Mike I'm show, Lights. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to show you run this light. Uh, you press this button. You press that button. And his father before him was a light guy. I believe it just so, runs yeah. down the tradition. And by the way, stop by Mike's lights, man. We got discount on uh, sixty watts lights, eighty watts lights. You know, save yourself some money. He's like, whoa, dude, I just want to learn how to how to <laughs> fix this gear, man. I don't care about your store in Tennessee. You know, like, dude, that's so fucking funny. But uh, I think it's uh it's it's cool that there's like a little niche genre like that, like like fucking light people. Like, hey, man, I'm having problems with my DMX board. It's like, yeah, man, this is what you got to do. You got to push these two buttons, and then it takes a screenshot. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know shit about lights, man. It's complicated at first. I don't admit. It is kind of like an instrument, though, because if, like, a beat pad is an instrument, you have to to move the lights rhythmically. You, You turn on and off the lights rhythmically, like, with the rhythm of the song, and you have to be on point when we do, like, starts and stops. So it is like you're playing an instrument. Yeah, no, in my definitely. Opinion. I'm playing with the sound, and the at least in my point of view, with the light, what I have to do is the you guys do the sound, the ears of the crowd. Right. I have to try to match what you're playing visually. Right. With the lights, mesmerize the crowd. You know. So for me, it's also some kind of I won't say pressure, but I also have a duty. It's not just random lights. Oh, red here, green here, because, yeah, colors. No. Well, yeah, well, that's the whole point, yeah. It's actually try to, at the same sound that you guys are doing, I have to visually match it with my lights and, you know, get a full combination of sound and visuals, get a full experience. But there's a lot of thinking to it. It's not just uh, move a color. It's a lot of, like, okay, uh, I don't like this color. I don't like the way this color moved from this one to that one. You can hear the guitar just sweeping. Let me make a nice blend. It's a lot of calculations so to set up the lights. Do you do you draw inspiration from any of uh, the light shows that you see live, or like when you sit down and and you gotta draft something up for a song? Like, how do you start uh, that process? I YouTube a lot of um, live shows, like of op- specific op- bands. Opeth. Do you do you do like I said? Do you do specific bands? I mean, you said Opeth. Opeth. You sticking Uh, like the progressive metal like style? And some, yeah, uh, Metallica. I've seen Mm. the live shows too. When are we gonna start doing uh, uh, pyrotechnics? uh, Believe it or not, baby metal. Baby metal. Baby metal live. Get the fuck out of my face, man, dude! It's a spectacular show. You're out. The setup. You're out now. The setup. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, as far dude, as, 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 far know, as setup, it's great, dude. As far as setup, the stage setup is great. 
They have like pyro and shit though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And light and everything is great. No, it's dope. They they put on, they put on a good live show, man. I can't I can't give them nothing. You know I just can't. I just can't. If, uh, I don't like if you music. don't like if you don't like the kawainess, no. you know, Mm-mm. then nope. not your thing. Nope. It's okay. It's not my thing at all. But uh, to each their own, you know. If, I mean, you, if you fuck with baby metal, you fuck with baby metal. I, I, I know I, Matt from God Rock fucks with baby metal. <laughs> I used to be uh, shout out to God basically Rock. A, a, a weeb. Back in high school, you know, anime. Oh fuck! Hundred percent, dude. Naruto, Bleach. So Naruto. Do you watch so Boruto now? No. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. I admit. I admit. Oh, this motherfucker! I glance through it. Through Boruto. Yeah, just because when I'm bored. It's an awful show. It's it's like a reboot. I don't like it. It's like a reboot. I'll admit, I haven't watched it. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. <laughs> I don't like it. I haven't watched it. Don't watch no, I'm it. kidding. I just like when it comes to spinoffs, man. I don't know. It has to. There has to be a certain amount of taste. I mean, it's it's straight up marketing one one. Just do a spinoff. Just do a spinoff. Naruto is popular. His story ended. Uh, People let, are lazy. Let's make him have a kid. Yeah, we don't want to do a new character. Let's make him have a kid and do the same storyline. Is Kakashi you know? in it? Yeah. Is is he Everybody, like older now? Yeah, everybody's like older. So he what, brings is he, his, what does he look like now? Let me put it this way. What does he look like now? Yeah, sa- same way. Let me same put it this way. way. Wow. Everybody that you grew up with in Naruto is now a dad. They're all just They're all just now? dads. Yeah. Yeah. So the role are dads now. What about uh, the fat one? All of them are dads. No, but who did he bang? I don't know. Damn. But somehow the I don't know, these Japanese, they just made them bang everybody, man. <laughs> There's kids everywhere. Those Japanese people are into some weird uh, anime porn, so I believe it. But uh, let's get off that topic and let's get into more of, like, your background and shit. And, I mean, the only reason, or not the only reason, but one of the main reasons that I'm sure Alex and, I mean, I thought it was a cool idea to approach you. I just didn't think that you'd do it as far as, like, join the band and do the lights and and stuff like that. Because it's very time-consuming. I didn't think you'd be about it. Well, I used to do, I used to be the video guy for the band. Before the lights Yeah but that's a That's a whole nother thing Of like coming to practice And shit Versus like just going To the live shows And then doing some Editing work on your own Like it's a whole nother monster Yeah I know for sure But as far as like Being involved In the works Of that's, the band That's another I was, I, It's I was just still another there. level I was still there So when he asked me It wasn't like Sure man Like a promotion Sure Yeah I see what you're saying But uh, yeah So I mean One of the reasons though That you were thought of Was your background In graphic design And shit like that So I mean, did it come from, like you said, being a weeb and, like, you wanted to get into anime? Like, is that where it started? Like, you wanted to have a manga and shit? Like, be honest. Not really, dude. No? No, nah, okay, it wasn't okay. I wasn't okay, that, go that deep. It didn't no, go that deep? No, it didn't go that deep. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, but so I, I, used to, I used to do, like, uh, custom anime wallpapers, though. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, remember back in the day? <laughs> oh, shit. You had, a, you had a, like, cool, cool wallpapers for your background and shit. Right. Yeah, so I used to do like Dragon Ball Z for phones though, or like for laptops no, that, and computers. Desktop computers, man. I'm talking about like 2004, 2005. Oh shit! Yeah, I I, I still school. had backgrounds on my flip phone. High school, man. It was just awful resolution. Grab like a random anime and then put another design in the back. Like on Photoshop. On Photoshop, just mess oh. mess around with Photoshop, and then I met a guy that actually was a graphic designer. Okay. And I learned from him. How you took up an apprenticeship. In a way, yeah. So he taught me the, the ins and outs of Photoshop. That's pretty dope. I was like 14, 15. He used to be the designers for the studio. What studio? The music studio. Julie's studio. Oh. Yeah. Word? Yeah, yeah. Damn. Ju- Julie's studio was the studio, the music studio that my mom was admin slash manager of. 
lots of artists recorded there in the Dominican Republic. Yeah, I mean, if if um if you don't know already, uh, Malik's my cousin, and um you know our family has a big big background in music. I mean, like the basically the shaping of yeah. the bachata sound. Yeah, Marengue was very bachata. influenced by our, our grandfather. Uh, Julie Ruiz who won a Grammy a Latin Grammy I mean, in the year 2000 for his recording engineering yeah. so we had studios I mean he had a studio Malik's um, or Malik's mom had a studio we're basically third generation yeah straight for real still continuing the legacy yeah yeah and um, not just us there's other cousins yeah that are still that are also third generation Luis Armando they're still continuing the legacy. I mean, yeah, it's a big Kaki family. Kaki, too, right? Yeah. We have a trumpeteer a named Kaki, and then his son, I think, does something, maybe? Yeah, his son plays guitar. See? Yeah, so... And then another uncle's son, Cesar Julio does, does reggaeton, reggaeton. Yeah, that's involved, everything's involved with music. Yeah, our family yeah. our family has a big background, so, <clears throat> so in a yeah. way, this all this uh, came natural to us. I mean, I knew that I wanted to be a musician from a, from a super young age, from... From when I was 13 years old, I know I wanted to be a musician. Damn, this this dude's this dude's taking shot, shot, shot. Hell yeah! But uh, no, man, I, I knew it from a young age. So I and I remember some of my first memories with my grandfather. You know, him trying to get me to play the trumpet and shit. Like it, I was, I was just always around it. Yeah, that, that's the best way to put it. Music was always around. Yeah, no matter what. It's only fitting you that we are where it. we are. It was just there. <clears throat> it was just there. My parents or family member. And yeah, I think yeah. I think in the last year we've come a, a long way. I'll be honest. As like, far as with the band, I think yeah. we've we've steadily grown, and it, it, it's hard to feel that way sometimes when you know you don't see the, the, all the results that you want to see and shit. But I feel like at the end of the day, like we went from a year ago, September. We we're uh, it's October now, but uh, September last year we were playing in Tampa. We're about to play in Newport Ritchie in Orlando starting November 1st and 2nd. We've played Revolution Live. You know what and I mean? There's progress in the band. And as far as musicians, musicianship, <clears throat> we have uh, gotten better too. Like I bet your drumming is better compared to two years ago. Oh, well, yeah, you compared know? to when I first joined the band three years ago, definitely. I mean, yeah, yeah, as a musician, you've grown. Yeah, definitely. Same with every other band would, member that we have. I would, yeah, I would say that for everyone. as a musician, yeah. 100%. And I think that's real important. Is there has to be growth, uh, yeah. and I feel like the reason that there was the growth that there was was because I was pushed by being around dope musicians. Yeah, you know? being around you. Alex, Brian, Vince, uh, it, it, motiv- it motivates. Me. It pushed. It pushed you know. me to want to do better because I don't want to let anyone down. You know, I don't know if you get the same motivation with your lights or anything like that. Yeah, because you know what. Music in the end is music, man, and it's just, I'm always raised in music. So even though I'm even though I'm not playing an instrument at home, I pick up the guitar, right? And I I just play. I remember just you just for fun, you know. The interface that I use, I bought from you from when we started doing the podcast and stuff. But you originally yeah. got it to record guitar and vocals and do like music tracks and stuff. So yeah. you had a really nice acoustic electric. Yeah, guitar, I had dude. a YouTube channel, dude. I had from way back. So I used to have little videos. When did that uh, like, like fire die? Yeah, like what happened? Man? Life, man. Jobs. Yeah? Jobs. But like you had a passion for soccer and you had a passion for like photography and stuff yeah. like that. I guess now you're monetizing that, but like yeah. that didn't stop. Well, so at first why it was music? music. At first it was music. But then 
when I was playing lots, when I was really into music, I was just going to college. I really had a full-time job, 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week. So I wasn't distracted mentally. Right. I go home, I got bored, I play music all night. I didn't care. I had to wake up in the morning, go to work. But once I start working, getting 40, 50 hours, hours a week job, little but well, you don't even notice it. Like, I didn't even notice. Little but little, it starts fading away. You're playing less and less. It takes months, but by month six or seven, you're like, shit, I used to play two, three hours a day. I'm barely playing 20 minutes a day because right. of the time. Right. And then eventually it fades out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, life happens, bro. I mean, it's one of those things. There was a one point I wasn't even working. It was uh, when I was in high school. I stopped playing the drums for, I want to say, almost a year or something like that. And, um, you know, they just collected dust. And one day I decided, yo, I want to dedicate some more time to this. And obviously at high school, it's a lot easier to do that. Then when you have to pay bills yeah, or when you have, you know, responsibilities that come yeah. with adult life. And it's not the, the typical like, oh, man, but if you want to do what you want to do, you can always make time. Which is true. But it's more of a mental thing. You get a mental block, too. Like, sometimes I used to get, this even recently, a couple of years back, a year ago, I used to come from work, and I just didn't feel like doing shit, dude. Just prefer watching TV. Because the work itself already mentally exhausted me really right. for that day. Right. I get home, I don't want to do shit. I, I have those you days, know, man. And it's I, tough, man. I've caught myself recently, to be honest, having those days more often. Where I get home from work and I'm just so drained from the day mm-hmm. that I don't want to do shit other than what I've already done. And like I do a lot, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I know that I have to get ready for band practice Tuesdays and Thursdays. Mondays I have to record a podcast. And Mondays and Wednesdays I'm playing basketball. And somewhere in between that I have to find time to edit the podcast yeah. and upload it. So I'm doing a lot. And for like sometimes it's, it's hard to it's find tricky. time to it's practice. Tricky the drums on my own you know what i mean and it's something that i want to work on um tricky to dedicate more time to but it's fucking hard when when i'm I'm working full-time i'm doing this podcast two two times a week i'm doing band practice we have gigs you know and i still gotta pay for shit yeah and then as far as the photography and video i mean i went for college for graphic design by what ever since i was in college i want to be a mood media designer a little bit of everything videos photos editing so I'm basically continuing on, continuing the, at least in my work, and my progress. You know, I'm learning the skills of a multimedia designer. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, you had. So I mean, you had like aspect, a soft yeah. launch of your multimedia company. I mean, what happened with that? MMR, right? MMR, Something like that. MMR Designs. It, yeah. It's, it's working. I do some freelance. I think work you here should. You should pursue that heavily, you man. Know, I think that's a good avenue admit, to go down. Yeah, I admit I haven't gone a hundred on it. You know, I I do freelance work here and there. I do freelance photography. I do videos, designs for clients. I just never actually sat down and be like, all right, I'm going to go 100% on this, go all out. Well, what motivates you? you? What motivates you? Like, at the end of the day, I understand that, like, like shit you have, like, worldly possessions, material things, money and shit. At the end of the day, when you die, you don't take that shit with you, but... There are people that are money motivated. There are people that are motivated by their career. Like, at the end of the day, what motivates you? Like, what do you want? As far as, like, career choice? Just in general. You know, in general. Like, what do you want from life, man? I know it's, it's a mean, deep, it's it's a a deep, deep question. question. I don't, but we're drinking. We're I a few drinks mind. in. Let's get cheers. We're a few, let, me, let me pour let one up. Let me yeah, pour yeah. one up. Let me pour one up. I mean, I don't mind talking about it. I, well, first thing I'll say, I'm not a money guy. Okay. I admit. Let's, if I was motivated. Cheers, brother. Cheers. 
If I was motivated by money, I would have been rich already, and I already I know it. Right. But I'm not motivated by money. I only have money just to pay bills. I'm good with that. Yeah, you know, and I, there's I, nothing I, wrong with that. I don't. So, I don't have to dream like, oh, I want the big house with a nice car with so a million dollars. So why do you wake up every morning? Like, what motivates you to go? I mean, other than paying your bills, you feel me? Like, what what drives I mean, you? I just try to be always in a good mood, man. Do whatever I I like to do when I can always to just live my day feeling good. Okay. You know, if it's playing soccer or going to band practice or playing with the band, you know, they give me good feelings. So at the end of the day, you just want to be content and be happy. In a sense, yeah. Not have a... Like, I have boys stressful uh, situations. Okay. You know, if something gets stressful, I don't think about it. And I take it. I take a more light route for it. So you try to find the silver lining in things. Yeah, you could say it like that. Yeah, I get what you're. Yeah, I, I get you know where I mean? you're coming from. Like okay, if like okay, for example, uh, if you said editing this track is very stressful for you, my point of view would be like, no man, there's a learning experience. I'm learning while editing this track, so I already feel good about doing it. You know. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So uh, I I definitely see where you're coming from. I mean. It's definitely a different place. I feel like some of the things that motivate me are are um, wanting to have a career in music, wanting to to be able to interview people that I never thought I'd have the chance to interview with this podcast. Okay. Yeah. Uh, definitely making money doing so. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, I'm not willing to maybe slave away 60, 70 hours a week to become rich or wealthy or whatever. But if it's something that comes with doing my passion, I mean, it'd be fantastic. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's some people that work 70, uh, 60 hours a week, and they're balling. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And they're happy, too. You can have your luxury, and they're happy. They like to work. Right. You know, they like to make that money. They like to see that bank account. Right. Go double. Right. Third month, you know. Nothing wrong with that. It's just a matter of, like, everybody's different. Yeah, you know, I agree. Uh, and you know, people are driven by different things. Yeah, at the end of the day, that's what makes us human. That's what makes us uh, different from one another. And I think that's what makes shit interesting, bro. If everyone was motivated by money, or if everyone was motivated by the same shit, life would be boring as fuck. Yeah, the same like, routine, dude. Yeah, I, I hate routines. Okay, that actually kind of makes sense, though. Once, my, once I noticed by the third week that I'm leaving the same Monday. Mm-hmm. By day twenty one, it still feels like a Monday. It's like no, something's wrong. Like that shit gets me depressed. So repetition. You you could be in an environment where, excuse me, where you're well off financially, and you have a good job, like quote unquote. Yeah. But because of the mundaneness and the routine of it, you wouldn't be happy. No. Okay. Maybe once it becomes stale. Mm-hmm. Once uh once I uh. Once your brain stops working for the job, per se, you know, once there's no more hard thinking or critical thinking or using your creativity, at least in my point, and you become still, I just get bored, dude. It doesn't matter if they pay me $25 an hour and have a nice-ass car and all that bullshit. It, it just become pointless. Like, oh, I'm waking up to do this job, just do the same shit, just to have extra cash. Like, I'm wasting my time. I get you. Like you feel like your time could be better yeah, spent I, like doing I something else. Like I'll be like, I'd rather go to a museum 
than go to work. Even if I don't make money, but it's different. I feel you on you that. Know? There's some days where I definitely don't feel like going to work, but there's circumstances in life that prevent me from being able to do those things. And it's, you know, like I said, bills. Yeah, everybody has that part, like paying bills and, I feel like and all that stuff. People who are well off, though, they have the luxury of not having to worry about that. Like so they don't have to. They don't have to worry about. Oh, I can't. You know, they don't have a regular job or whatever, and so they're they're well off already. And they don't have to worry about walking on eggshells around their boss or whatever, or making sure that they, they can't miss work at all. They can't even be sick because if they miss work, they won't be able to make rent. Yeah, that's, or a car note. That's like a, that's a stressful feeling. No, it's that's super I try to fucking avoid, stressful, dude. man. Those type of jobs. But it's crazy how many people live like that every day. With that cloud over their head of like they I don't they don't know if they can make rent this week or, or this month. Yeah, paycheck by paycheck. It's yeah, yeah, living paycheck to paycheck yeah. for sure. I've I've been in situations where I have to call my landlord and be like, hey, uh, I have to pay you next week because I haven't made enough for the paycheck. Hey, I mean, is it um because you say like at the end of the day your goal is not money driven and you just want to be uh content and happy and that's totally respectable is it hard do you feel like it'd be it's harder to achieve that happiness if you're living paycheck to paycheck though not at all because it has nothing to do with money even though yes i may get stressful because i'm making the rent so i have to right. hustle to get that's the money saying, yeah you have that looming over your head it does not make it harder to be happy and just live life without worries and whatnot no because in a sense at least for me it's not about the money so I don't stress about it. I don't have to pay rent. Yeah, when the time comes for rent, it's like, fuck. Well, I'm not saying what makes down. you happy is the money, but, but you need to pay the rent. No, for sure. For sure. And then you can hustle away. <laughs> you getting, need to pay the rent. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, it doesn't bother me throughout my day. You know, it's not going to be my sole focus of the day that I have right. to pay the rent. You're not going to let it ruin the day. Like, you feel yeah. like it's going to figure itself out. Or not, you I, will figure I it out. I will figure basically. it out, yeah. Okay. I always have a positive attitude towards it. Right. It's not like I'm in the gym. And I'm like, oh, god damn it, rent is coming, and oh, fuck the shit, rent is coming, and then I have a shitty workout. <laughs> you know, I focus on my workout. My goal is... This fucking rent. Yeah, the goal, is, the goal of the day is to get a, a good, a, good a pump, you know? And you don't with, think about uh, someone you hate, you just think about this rent. You're just like, oh, <laughs> you know? Gotta fucking like pay this shit. Paying rent is like eating, though. Sometimes you're hungry, <laughs> you know? You gotta, you gotta starve Dude, yourself it, a little bit. Like, it doesn't... <laughs> It doesn't feel like you're paying for anything, but like you know, you're here every day. You it's have like taxes. Roof. You gotta pay. You have Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is kind of like taxes. You have no choice. You gotta pay. So fuck it. I work to pay rent. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't live on the streets, so I gotta pay this rent. Yeah. But uh, it's always a sad day when you see that money leave the account or whatever. You gotta pull it out. It's the opposite for me. <laughs> what do you mean? Once I pay rent, it's, it's the biggest like, relief ever. Oh, dude. you're like it's a nice like. Yes. Another 30 days. Another 30 days. <laughs> so 29 days. For 29 days, I could enjoy myself. I, I could chill. Until day 30. When the stress I gotta figure it out. Again. Oh, man. I got to yeah. bust open the piggy bank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Do you think that, like, at what point, because, look, there's some, you know, everyone goes to local shows where there's a lot of bands. And um, they see the the guy who's in the band that's 40, 50 years old, washed up, 
been doing been playing the same venue for x amount of years you know what i mean so like at what point do you think i met this a, could I met become a guy stale like that. for you yeah we've all met that guy we don't have to name names but like the same way the job gets mundane do you see this becoming mundane ever and i mean I, like I said, I don't want to be that person. So there is going to be a day where if we're not where we need to be, I mean, uh, I don't know what I to think do. As far as the band, it will become it's, mundane when everybody stops caring. Do you think that even thinking that is like almost like sab- self-sabotage subconsciously? Like even thinking like this isn't going to work out or what happens when I don't care anymore? Like is that subconsciously like you're already implanting that idea? Mm-hmm. Like should you never have that thought? I mean, it's not a bad thought because, you know, I feel like I'm just thinking logically. But at the same time, I feel like if I don't if I don't push that thought away that I'm not believing like, in it myself. Happens. I have I had months with the band that I'm not going to say I wanted to quit, but I will like not go to band practice because I'd rather do something else. As far as, you know, that day, it's like, man, I rather play soccer and go to the band because I'm just as far as that day, I'm not motivated for the band. But once you see it, the others, band members be motivated, you know. It's like you know what this guy this guy is trying hard for this shit, so let me start being a pussy and uh keep at it, keep trying hard De- yeah, definitely to, you know, when I see how much other you know i mean i i never i haven't gotten to the point where I've wanted to quit um i've 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 just thought ahead to the future where you know it's to not even two maybe like five down five years down the road if we're still doing this, yeah. I mean shit. You know that, that that's a problem at that point. I gotta. Hopefully, this podcast is somewhere. You know, hopefully, I didn't quit it or whatever. And like I said, I've had I've had I had this conversation uh, a couple episodes ago where I thought about like what am I even doing? Not you know being over a year in and, I mean, and having a small fan you, base. Do you enjoy doing this? Do you enjoy interviewing people and just talking shit to people? You know, I do. And there's certain episodes where I don't, and it's usually because I didn't book anybody. Ahead of time And I get someone in last minute And it's not the greatest episode But that's my fault And um, I can't say Because there's so many episodes Where I sit someone down And it's just like Man this is why I love to podcast yeah. You know Like the episode with Tony Visions The episode with Eric Faden There's so I, I could sit here and list them You know Joe is always a great guest From Acronium uh, but um, there's so there's interviews that remind me, hey, this is why you're doing this, you know. But there's some interviews that is like there are that that is like I need an episode this week, you know. I mean, talk about passion, dude. If you don't, if you like doing it, like you feel good, even if you're not getting like all the views you wish you had, as far as you know. Yeah, but I'm definitely but not. you're enjoying it. Not. You're enjoying the experience. Then you're good to go so far, you know. Sometimes it's not good to think. Over two, three years down the line, because you start having negative thoughts. Yeah, at least from my point of view. Yeah, for sure. And then you know it can affect your current run. I agree with that. You know, you can look too far ahead. It can, uh, you can it can be damaging. Yeah, because it's always either that way or that way. You, you know, it's always like that. That's how life is. Like I try to, I try to be a. I also try to be a professional soccer player. Throwing it out there, right, right. For three right. years, I was there in the journey. You were there in the journey. I tried to. I, I came out for some sessions. From the, I quit my job. I had yeah. a corporate. Yeah. I used to work in Brickell. Let's talk about that. Okay, let's talk about that. Okay. You, you had a sick fucking job. I had in a nice paycheck job. I'm talking about. I wasn't living week to week anymore at that job. It was corporate, multi million dollar company. 
I remember I used to hear my the my coworkers talk on the phone and have conversations that the digits were like millions on the conversation. Right. But it got stale. The drive for you. The, yeah, the drive, the job. The job wasn't motivating. It, at first, it was cool, but then after a couple of years, it just became to a point like I could either a shut up, come to work, do whatever I have to do, and get paid, and go home, and then start living. Or B, quit my job and start and live from there on. So I was like soccer. So I'm like, I used to be a soccer coach before that. And then as I became a soccer coach, I used to pay attention to the soccer, local soccer leagues. And I'm like, wait a minute. Soccer in Miami is growing. Like, for example, Beckham, David Beckham, English soccer player, is making his team in Miami. I mean, everybody, right. at this point, everybody knows about this. Inter Miami. Inter Miami. But I was into soccer years before he decided. That, you know, he was trying to be appropriate years before he decided to do that. So I, I really I saw the trend that the sport is growing here in Miami. So I'm like, you know what? Let me try to be a, become a professional soccer player. So I was like playing soccer. So let me give it an attempt. So I set myself a deadline: three years till 28. You, you, you said that. You yeah. said that to yourself. Yeah, till 28. That's why I actually stopped. 2018. 2019. 19. 19. Yeah. Okay. I got injured. I got back injuries. So I had to stop. Okay. That for, forcefully had to retire. <laughs> <laughs> but for three years of my life, I quit. And I, so, well, back to the corporate. It was a good job, good pay, good money in Brickell, downtown. Brickell is the money capital of Miami. All the money's there. Was it a hard choice? A little bit, because you're like, damn, I quit my job. I have no money. I have to find a part time to make up for this. I luckily had two roommates, so rent was an issue. Split rent to three. And then one day I walked to my bosses and I'm like, hey, boss, uh, two weeks notice, I'm out. He's like, what, what? I'm like, yeah, man, uh, you know, I didn't tell him I want to be a soccer player. Yeah, 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 for I sure. I bullshit his sure. way. He's like, yeah, man, I want to do this on my own. I want to try to freelance and work on my own work. And he's like, oh, okay, man, you know, I respect your choice, <laughs> which is not a lie because while I was trying to be a soccer player to make money, I was freelancing. Yeah, of course. You know, I was hustling. Yeah. So for three years, my life was just soccer. Soccer, soccer, training three times a day, eating like a soccer player, watching soccer videos, learning, training. Yeah, I mean, you were everything. buying coaches. You were spending money on personal coaches, I was coaches paying personal too. coaches, everything, dude, the whole package. You were like on an episode of Made on MTV. Yeah. It you took three years, though. <laughs> you know? Not a and week. I, and I got to the fittest point in my life. Like, I was so fit. It was ridiculous of how the hard work I put. Did hard work pay off? No. Because I was broke. But you were fit. I was fit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in the, in the, in the, to end the story, you know, long story short, in the end of the day, dude, uh, there to like life circumstances, I kid, I guess, I had to find a job. And once I found the job, back to we were talking about jobs, how the hours of the week take over your time. Right. Yeah, the soccer thing, little by little, start fading out. Like for example, uh, I I well, I can say I signed, almost signed for this team, which was a semi-pro team. But they only train in the mornings, like a job. But I was already working in the mornings. So where was I going to quit my new job again to train with this team in the morning? At that point, it's like, damn, I already give three years down here living off uh, eggs and Cuban bread every day. You know, three daughter, three daughter meals a day. You know, it taught me how to be humble. That's for sure. As yeah. far as food goes. Right. I live about $5 a day, basically. Right. For like a year. That's crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. The, the, because the, the thing is for me is that I'm so into. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'm into things. You know. I'm into fashion. I'm into shoes. I'm into jewelry. So. I was into that before I quit the job. Before, before, <laughs> before, before you before, quit the brickle job? Yeah, before I quit the brickle job. Dude, it's brickle. What do you expect? $15, $17 lunch. Yeah. Like nothing. Yeah. My coworkers were accountants. And brickle accountants, they may stack. Of course. So these guys would be like, yo, lunch at the Japanese place over here. You already know you're wasting $20. Yeah. Five times a week. Yeah. Five and, times and just a week. lunch. Yeah, literally a hundred bucks a week on lunch. Just like, lunch. Yeah, and I mean it's not that bad for me now, but I get I catch myself like there's certain yeah. days where I'm like, let me just go to Pollo so I can spend five bucks and, and then be good. You there's know? A, occasionally happy hour. Hey, where'd you enough to work, man? Oh I don't shit! Know, oh, dude, I know this bar. They're good food. Bam, that's another twenty dollars. So that's like sixty dollars a week. So yeah. one sixty a week just spending at work, after work, and you know what I mean. So I had I, and, I, and I also spent a lot of shit too. Trust me. I bought a lot of shit. When I was making that paycheck, I'm like, ooh, well then. Like what? What's what's probably one of the most egregious things you've bought? Because I, I bought some, you know, some as stupid a, shit. Do you want to hear some stupid shit? I bought a three-day juice cleansing. Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember for like when you did this. $250. Yes. I remember. You, I clowned the shit out of you because they, it tasted they shipped awful. It, they shipped it to California. From California. From California. It came in in a cooler box. Yes, dude. It came very crazy. fancy. Not going to lie. And they brought like six juices. Six, twelve. No, it was a lot. It was like it was 21, 21 juices. Yeah. It was like a seven-day cleansing, just <laughs> vegetable juice. That shit was awful. I spent almost 250 on that shit. You're fucking nuts, man. I remember when but you did that. But at that time, I couldn't. So I'm yeah, like, fuck it. big balling. I was big balling. And uh, I don't regret it. I don't regret spending that money because it taught me how to make juices. It taught me the lesson that you can buy a juicer and go to a <laughs> local farmer's market. Shout out to the farmer's market. And uh, spend like $20. You know, tell me a life lesson. After you buy a super expensive juicer, though, yeah, how much was the juicer? Like twenty dollars, dude. Fuck off, for real. Damn, dude. So you got forty dollars. You got your cleanser, or you could spend two hundred fifty dollars and then ship it from that California. Was, that was the most ridiculous money I dropped. <laughs> That and is it, and so you know dumb. what? I didn't even felt it in my in my pocket because it's bu- not. Dude, it was balling at that point. It's bullshit, though. I mean, did you feel better after? Oh yes. Get the fuck out yeah, of here. Yeah, I'm dead serious, dude. It's Maybe because you weren't eating. You weren't you eating for lighter. three days, dude. You, you cleanse. You cleanse your stomach. All the junk food you eat, all the stupid shit, sugar. Out. You haven't eaten sugar for three, four days. Your body started acting up. Where's the sugar at? Did you go through, like, sugar withdrawal? Like, yeah, headaches and shit? Yeah, by the third day, dude. The, th- I, the third day, I, had, I was having some, like, bipolar shit, dude. I was angry for no reason, dude. Do you have mood swings? Yeah, the ridiculous mood swings, dude. You, like, if you if you pass me something and you will drop it by mistake, I will yell at you. <laughs> like, I'll make you feel bad because you drop it. And I usually don't like spark up. Like, You're usually like, pretty fucking chill. You're yeah, like that's one what I'm of the saying. chillest people I know. That's what I'm saying. I will, I will yell at you for no fucking reason. Uh, but after the fourth, fifth day, dude, I felt much better. My sleep was better. I lost weight. I then I drank. I remember the first thing I did was. Uh, I drank the Gatorade because I want to play soccer the day after. Right. And I drank a Gatorade. It was the most disgusting drink I ever drank, dude. Like, I used to enjoy Gatorades. But for some reason, after the cleanse, I drank that Gatorade. 
It was so bad. I guess it was a sugar. I had, I had to drink it. I took two sips. I threw it away. What flavor Gatorade was it? Blue. My the blue? favorite. The, the light blue or dark blue? Light blue. Okay. Oh, I, blue. I don't that. remember, dude. But I remember how disgusting it was. And that keeps in my head. Like, I was drinking this shit for all these years. So do you, to this day, is Gatorade nasty to you? Not anymore because I'm drinking it again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. But as far as like my eating habits go, yeah, yeah they definitely changed. Yeah, I mean, like, you were basically on like a vegan diet for yeah, three days. Yeah, and then and now I cook at home. I count my calories. I When I look fast food, I'm like, oh, shit, I got to think Do about this shit. Do you cook good now? Because I've been to your house for some of your dishes, man, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, man. They were not on point. I used to, You know what, dude? After back, watching, back in the day, it was bad. After watching a couple of seasons of MasterChef, dude. MasterChef? Now, now, from now on, dude. It's fire. MasterChef is fire. I decorate my dishes. I like MasterChef. I cook by myself and I decorate my dishes. You do garnish? Every yeah, little 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 cilantro leaves on top of the rice. Oh, lime geez, on the for side. real? Yeah. Hey, I mean, as long as it tastes good, I don't care what you put on it. You know, ladies love it too, man. <laughs> well, if you hey, if you know how to cook, I mean, you are a married man now, so you know you gotta cook. Gotta you gotta cook. do all those things. You gotta, you know. Well, I always like to cook after the juicing thing it, that's the thing reason. is before the juicing thing it was bad I admit, I admit. Uh, you, come on man you I know, used it was to, not that good what, it was like bachelor food bro it's straight up like I used to over season shit like too much pepper too, too much, much salt sazon. but in the end of the day like shit I gotta eat this shit I, I, you throw, I can't throw it away you no know? exactly so I'm like it was the most disgusting dinner you know but next time <laughs> but I learned <laughs> <laughs> oh shit uh, I mean, believe it or not, we've been talking for almost an hour, dude. So wow. I mean, we're both in the same band. So let's let's do some plugs. Let's do and, some plugs. And let's get the fuck okay, out of so here. Okay, so listen up. Listen. listen up for you people listening out there. It's a new music video coming out soon. Oh shit! I don't even know about this, and I'm in the band. Yeah, working behind the scenes. It was a fun experience recording everybody. You know, it's not like I'm hype. Yeah, you know, I, I I would say it straight up. It's not like the biggest music video ever, but it's something. For you uh, fans of Inoya To see where we're at As far as bad progress You know you haven't heard of us in a while As far as new material Right Other than live shows But but it'll be, it'll be fun to watch That's new uh, Be released next week Next week? Next week Fuck yeah okay So that's something to look forward to You know uh, We just basically announced that here On the throne live So look out for that next week We're gonna have a new music video It's for the new song right? The new song. Yes. Okay. So this is a new song that's going to be on the full length. Escaping uh, the future. Escaping the future. So be on the lookout for that next week. As far as live shows out of town, we're going to be doing a little mini tour the 1st and 2nd of November. Expansion begins. Hell yeah. We're going to be at the Verona, Newport Ritchie, November 1st. We're going to be headlining there, closing the night out. Some dope bands going to be there. Shout out to Chris for getting us booked there. It's on a Friday. Friday, November yeah, 1st. Friday Make November sure y'all 1st. come out. The Newport Richie fam, come yeah. out, support, man. Era's one told us really great things about that venue, so we're excited to go out there. Then the next day. The next day we Saturday, hit up Orlando, Orlando for the first time. I forgot the name of the fucking pub, though. It's okay, man. I we're forgot in, the fucking Orla- name. Orlando is the mecca of Florida metal. It is where death like death metal tribute. originated. The big man's playing Orlando. So we're going to be there making our Orlando debut. Uh, and then I on, feel like I should know the name of this though. And then after that, on the 14th, where are we gonna be? Tell them, Malik. We're gonna be in Malik. propaganda. 
That's up there. Propaganda is the shit. It's it's gonna be our second That's time up playing. North. It's only gonna be our second time playing. It's in Lake Worth. It's in Lake Worth. It's a great place. Yeah, I love I love playing there. It was cool. It's a nice stage. It was a great crowd. Last time we played there, we had a fun time. But for us, it's great because we're finally playing out of town. Exactly. We play all the places in Miami. Ah. Miami knows who Dinoy is. Definitely. But the rest of Florida doesn't. Now, at Orlando, November 2nd, that venue, Bombshells Tavern. Make sure you catch us out there. We're going to be with Next Dimension and some other dope bands. Bombshells Tavern in Orlando, November 2nd. Verona, November 1st, in Newport Ritchie. And November 14th, we're going to be at Propaganda. Yeah. Make sure you follow You Know You're the Band on Instagram and Throne Family. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can follow me at The Throne Podcast with underscores in between the words. If you want to follow me personally, my personal account's at JCRevis underscore on Instagram. You can follow me there. Make sure you like us on Facebook. If you have any guests, make sure to send them our way. And the podcast can be found every Friday on SoundCloud and iTunes. Make sure y'all check that out. Shout out to XL Drums for giving me my signature stick. They're fucking awesome. Look them up. Like them on Facebook. Follow them on Instagram. Other than that, Malik, thank you so much for coming no, out, no, bro. Thank you, man. It's, uh, it's been a long time coming, bro. Yeah, dude. From producing it to now episode it, 81, you're a guest. It's great. Great episode, bro. I appreciate you coming out, brother. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.